Minneapolis, Minnesota. On page 27, there's one of our chants that we do regularly. It's called Reflections on Sharing Blessings. And it's uh, a more traditional recitation of what we more generally call sharing the merit or sharing the blessings of our lives. And it's really, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's a provocative challenge to some of our emotional, mental habits where we're pretty convinced we have, you know, my life, my goodness, the blessings in my life aren't worth too much. And so how could I imagine that I would give some of those blessings away? Or we just feel there aren't enough blessings and I better keep them for myself. And what this ritual or this uh, simple practice from the Buddhist tradition is pointing us to is this very real experience and we can just check it out for ourselves. When we bring to mind that there have been moments where this heart has been good, been kind, been patient, been generous, been clear, been fearless, right? <clears throat> like we recognize, we get in the habit of recognizing this heart is capable of being good contributing to my own well-being and contributing to the well-being of others. And then to add on to that goodness, we have the wish, whatever goodness, whatever blessings there are in my life, whatever wholesome qualities that show up from time to time, whatever that is, that goodness, I want to intend that that goodness supports the well-being the happiness, the liberation of others. So in a way, we're consciously, intentionally giving away, sharing the blessings of our lives. And then the interesting question is, how does that feel? And what uh, seeds does that plant in our own hearts? Who do we become when we more regularly reflect on the blessings in our lives and happily, intentionally, share those blessings with others. And, you know, this is, uh, it takes a little bit of faith, a leap of faith, just to begin to play with some of these practices. So just remind yourself that it's very easy to be dismissive. Oh, I'm not going to do that. How could the blessings, assuming I have some blessings, some goodness in my heart, in my life, how could that possibly be shared with another. But we've been talking over these last six weeks about karma, things matter, and about planting seeds. So that simple intentional act there in my mind, in my heart, to wish to share whatever is good, whatever good karmic fruits, whatever moments of kindness, to consciously, intentionally share that with others, well, that leaves an impression in my heart. And because of that impression, I've become somebody different going forward. And that's for us to check out. Like the Buddha says, probably one of the most famous lines from the Buddhist teachings, ehi pasi kokam and see. Check it out. Don't just dismiss the teaching because it doesn't line up with your experience. There's no danger in checking it out. What happens when I sincerely listen, reflect upon, 
and then put into action these teachings. So, we have an opportunity. Now let us chant the verses of sharing and aspiration. Through the goodness that arises from my practice, may my spiritual teachers and guides of great virtue, my mother, my father, and my relatives, the sun and the moon, and all virtuous leaders of the world. May the highest gods and evil forces, celestial beings, guardian spirits of the earth, and the Lord of death, may those who are friendly, indifferent or hostile, May all beings receive the blessings of my life. May they soon attain the threefold bliss and realize the deathless. Through the goodness that arises from my practice and through this act of sharing, may all desires and attachments quickly cease and all harmful states of mind until I realize Nibbana in every kind of birth. May I have an upright mind with mindfulness and wisdom, austerity and vigor. May the forces of delusion not take hold nor weaken my resolve. The Buddha is my excellent refuge. Unsurpassed is the protection of the Dhamma. The solitary Buddha is my noble guide. The Sangha is my supreme support. Through the supreme power of all these, May darkness and illusion be dispelled. And let's settle into a comfortable posture as best we can for the meditation time. Relatively upright, the body relatively released, relatively still as best we can. Eyes can be lightly closed, but it's okay, and at times useful to have the eyes open with that soft gaze, not really looking at anything, but just that soft, receptive gaze. Especially when you're sleepy, eyes open can be useful. But in any case, we begin by this trusting of our experience of embodiment, sitting on the earth in whatever way now we're sitting here. The sense of being rooted here now in this body, 
in this lived experience that's right here being known. We're not claiming to be able to define our experience as a human being, but just that very clearly we are able to be sensitive, we are able to feel what's here to feel. So in a sense we ground here, we get real, willing to get real with the way that it is in the body, in the feeling, emoting heart, in the thinking mind, fully, completely inhabiting the dynamic of my life as it is, softening, relaxing, and allowing a really simple and beautiful curiosity or interest to begin to show up. It really supports the continuity of present moment awareness, this interest. And the interest isn't about figuring something out. It's more a raw, kind of awe, wonder, that kind of interest as we feel and open and allow the sitting body and all the different sensations in the body to come and go, to feel the movements in the heart, the emotions, the qualities of the mind and heart, they're also moving changing like a river of feeling, a river of emotion, a river of sensation and thought. Breathing in, sensitive, open to the totality of the experience now. And then while breathing out each time, Just again, this willingness to be sensitive, open, allowing of whatever is moving, sensation, feeling, emotion, thought. Things get to move. Breathing in, willing to be sensitive and open. Breathing out, willing to be sensitive and open. And with some real sincerity and gentle persistence, you'll begin to notice the calming, grounding effect of this whole body awareness as you breathe in, whole body, whole life awareness as you breathe out. And you can even imagine you're saying yes to the the totality of your experience as you breathe in, 
And then again, this gentle and persistent yes, it's like this, to the totality of your lived experience as you breathe out, one half breath at a time. And then just be willing to begin again. Let this be the initial anchor for our meditation practice. Breathing in, opening to the totality of our lived experience, this movement of body and mind. And again with the exhalation, one half breath at a time. Unwavering intimacy. which means we'll have to put everything else down as we learn to value being intimate with embodiment, quality of the heart as we breathe in, embodiment and the qualities of the heart as we breathe out. Everything else gets to fall into the background, all our worries and concerns, hopes, And be clear that we're not trying to get back to some nice experience or create a nice experience. We're trying to have a wise and kind connection with the experience that's actually here, the conditions that are actually here now. 
and learn to let the curiosity be very fresh. The curiosity is renewing itself one moment at a time. It doesn't get static. And as confidence builds, two things will begin to arise. One is more quality of wisdom that understands that everything belongs. So whatever's showing up as emotion, as a thought, as sensation, it belongs. It can be included. And then related to this insight, is a more pervasive, grounded calm that spreads through the body, through the moment, the mind and body. So notice both this confidence that this experience that's being known belongs here and the related calm, a kind of sense of belonging in our skin, belonging in this moment, belonging with this dynamic of our body and mind. It's not a mistake. And this is a very profound healing. We're healing the heart's relationship, the mind's relationship with our life because it understands that it all belongs. And this allows for a deeper calm to spread, tranquility to spread, filling the space of the body. So if you can notice the building of calm as you breathe in and as you breathe out again, just try your best to sense calm in the body and its spreading nature. It might be very subtle or faint initially, but allow it to come to mind to be aware of it, even if it's faint or subtle.
It's really good. It's really okay to take a lot of time here. So the wisdom in the mind gets very clear that calm settledness is available. There's a way back to calm and tranquility. And a lot of it has to do with learning how to keep it in mind. We tend to notice the anxiety and agitation and keep that in mind. And that can be useful at times. But it's just as useful, just as important to learn how to keep calm and tranquility in mind. And the Buddha specifically said that orienting around this good quality of calm and the joy that follows, that we don't need to worry about valuing this inner calm, this inner joy and ease, because it's very healing and supports the deepening of insight. So we don't need to be afraid of dropping the rest of the world for a while and just value calm. And when it matures into a lightness, a joy, then valuing that joy as you breathe in and breathe out. And then as that joy matures into a more resonant ease and contentedness, then valuing that ease as you breathe in and as you breathe out. Staying right with the totality of the mind and body, the way it is right here and now, as you breathe in and as you breathe out.
and the real art in meditation practice is some talent in including whatever shows up. So with the next in-breath, the next out-breath, realize, well, this is how it is, this totality of the mind and body being known here. So again, we're all in this fresh way, we'll say yes as we breathe in and yes as we breathe out to remind the heart that it can include, it can meet, it can be intimate with the particular qualities that are moving in the body and the heart and mind now. Just for this duration of breathing in, just for the duration of breathing out. Can the heart, can wisdom open and relax and allow and allow for this healing of calm, joy, and ease to move.
Now for the last couple minutes, just shifting the practice slightly and noticing the more dispassionate, even balanced space as you breathe in, as you breathe out, whether you might call this equanimity or balance or spaciousness. And just getting a sense, a clearer, more intuitive sense of the knowing mind, not what the mind is knowing, but this open quality of awareness that's here and now. How this awareness isn't colored or affected by what comes and goes. And in particular, how the knowing, the space of knowing, or that it's essentially not personal. And if it feels right now like I'm knowing, then that personal quality, it feeling personal, can be known. It's just another thing being known. It's not the knowing, which is more like an open space. The space of here and now, the space of the mind, the space of the heart. So in simple terms, we're just getting to know, getting clear about the nature of the mind right here in our own experience. can end our meditation time by being grateful to have had this time to do this essential work of studying the heart and mind. We're not claiming to be experts, just sincere students of the heart because we care about our life and we care about others and we deeply wish not to contribute to more suffering for ourselves or for others. And somehow we sense that getting to know better our heart will allow us to avoid unnecessary suffering.
This talk, like all programs at Common Ground, is offered freely in the spirit of generosity. To learn more about Common Ground and its programs, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, www.commongroundmeditation.org. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.